Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Andrew McLean hanging out with you again, getting the day started a little early. The show started a little early, should I say, but uh, glad to be here. What I want to talk about today really pisses me off. I'm going to be honest with you absolutely pisses me off and it's going to piss you off too i'll talk about that in a moment first i i got to bring this up just because it's so tragic and it's infuriating that this problem has not been solved yet and that is the violence that continues to ravage chicago day after day after day and especially on the holidays Fourth of July weekend, 100 people shot, 18 fatally. 100 people, y'all. Think about that. Just in a span of 72 hours, 100 people shot, 18 of those killed. How many families, how many family members, how many friends are affected by 18 people? may not seem like a big number to you, but when you're talking about in one concentrated area, one part of one city, during a weekend that is supposed to be about celebrating our independence, barbecuing, hanging out with friends and family, it's disgusting. And the leadership in Chicago, Lauren Lightfoot, takes zero responsibility. And what happens here is... They place the blame on everyone else. And the police, who are begging for some backup, begging for some support, have to run around with their hands tied. Because if one thing goes wrong in one of these interactions, and then pursuing a suspect, pulling somebody over, or, or anything that puts them at risk, the city of Chicago is not going to have their back. The city of Chicago is going to throw them under the jail. So they just, it's better for them to just stand back and let the carnage happen. They can't do anything. When in reality, there are many circumstances that police have no control over. But in this case, they get all the blame. Also, getting the blame... For 100 people shot and killed, uh, 100 people shot, 18 people killed over 4th of July weekend, ranging from uh, children to elderly people, is the neighboring states. The states that neighbor Illinois with more lax gun laws. Red states, as Lori Lightfoot calls them. It's the red states with their... They're uh, loose gun laws. That's what's causing all this. Literally blaming these other states, these neighboring states, for the gun violence in her city. Well, if it wasn't for them and them letting people buy guns, then they, they, the guns wouldn't come over here. You could shut down the sale of guns in every state. You could, you could shut down the sale of guns in every state in the Union... And Chicago would still be a bloodbath week after week. Nothing is going to stop that violence with the track they're on. You've got to ramp up your policing. You've got to cut your police loose 
And you've got to prosecute criminals. Quit letting them out of jail. That's the problem. It's not rocket science. If, if little old Andrew McLean could figure it out, there's no way I could run a city, especially a city like Chicago. But I could at least make the decisions that are going to stop the bleeding. It's sick. It's absolutely sickening. I just need to throw that at y'all so y'all know, um, because we're talking about human beings. No matter if we're talking about innocent children or gangbangers, they're still human beings being killed on a regular basis. The most tragic part of that, people call it in the crossfire, they've done absolutely nothing wrong. I want to talk about our national anthem. I'll get into that in a moment. First, I want to remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge. You know all about them. If you're supporting Vapor Forge, you're supporting over the line. Make sure you go by there. They got your vaping needs, your Delta 8, your CBD, all the things at the best price with the best selection possible. 4673 Highway 280 East, right next to Bailey Brothers. They're in Birmingham, 205 874 9010 is their number. Also, Patreon, you know that is a way to get exclusive content from here on this show. Uh, you can do that for as low as $5 a month. You can donate $10, $25, $50, however you want to do it. No pressure. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But just know for your monthly contribution, you can uh, you can get exclusive content from us here at the show, not just related to the show, but really just behind the scenes in our life. We post that stuff on there. So uh, hook that up if you want to. It can be a one-time deal, or you can let it continue to do a, a monthly gimmick. doesn't matter, however you want to set it up. All right. So I saw this video a couple days ago, and I, I'm kind of I'm piggybacking off of the show we did yesterday about how the left reacted to the 4th of July and in banging the question, why does the left hate America so much? And it is a deep-seated hatred because they could not even take off the 4th of July with that hatred. They couldn't even say, you know what, today I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to let Americans enjoy their day. No matter if I think they're uh, systematically racist colonizers or whatever. I'm just going to let it be. But they can't. They can't because they have this burning desire to bash the country that has likely given them so much. A country that has caused them to be so spoiled that they would never survive in another country. Even another civilized country. They would not survive. They attack the country. They attack police that attack capitalism while they sip on their Starbucks and you know tweet about their hatred from their iPhone 12. They never survive. And the same goes for athletes, especially those handful of athletes on the women's national soccer team, the USA soccer team. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on in the soccer world and like that. I'm not going to say I know it's the World Cup or some kind of semifinals or whatever. I don't care. I'm not, I'll watch soccer from time to time. I don't keep up with it. I think it's a fairly interesting sport. I think it takes a lot of endurance, and I know a lot of people love it. But I'm not going to watch women's soccer. I'm sorry. It's just like I'm not going to watch the WNBA. 
And that's nothing against women. I love women. I love women, you know, when they, like, I love Trish, you know, when she um, makes fun of me during the show, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> but I don't want to watch him play sports. It's boring to me, okay? No offense, but it's boring. This right here only reiterates why I'm not going to watch women's sports. And I don't think this is a woman thing, don't get me wrong. But it just makes me so angry to see people do this. We, okay, we've been dealing with the national anthem thing for what? The better part of five, six years now, right? NFL, Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, all these D-bags dealing with the national anthem stuff. But this one hit different because of the scenario, uh, because of the setting, okay? So obviously, before a soccer match, they're going to play the national anthem, but they've got this um, 82-year-old veteran that is playing the harmonica. His name is Pete Dupree, World War II U.S. Army veteran. In what should have been a touching moment for all of us to watch this man who had given so much to this country stand in front of a crowd of so many people and play the national anthem on his harmonica, it was ruined by a hand full of snot-nosed, spoiled brats who care about nothing other than themselves. The most selfish people I can think of, you're about to see right here. They claim they're doing this for other people. They do care about other people. They care about justice and equality. But there's nothing about this that promotes justice or equality. The only thing it promotes is more hatred and more division. Watch this right here as this all unfolded on um, ESPN or whatever they play women's sports on. And a correction, 98-year-old World War II veteran. 98 years old. Seeing a lot of stuff in his day. Should command respect from everyone. But not this day. Now look at this. The, 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 just look at this. For those of you watching the video. These women here. 
they have their back turned to this 92-year-old, 98-year-old World War II veteran who is playing the national anthem that he possibly almost gave his life for. Gave a, probably a good chunk of his life for. Sacrificing almost life and limb for that flag and that national anthem. And these spoiled brats can't take two minutes, can't take 120 seconds to stand there and give this guy the respect he deserves while he plays the national anthem on a harmonica on a stage like that. Look at the smug look on their face. Turning their back to this man. It, it, it's almost more disgusting than the kneeling and the not standing and all this other stuff. That you're turning your back to this guy who, if it weren't for people like him, your little selfish rear end would have never been playing soccer in front of anybody. You would have been standing in line in a soup kitchen. You wouldn't have been doing none of this. But yet, this is how these little girls treat their fellow man. And you look at you 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 look at this 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 hero's face. You can see Almost see the story in his face. The story of what he's lived through, what he's seen. You can see the passion in his face while he plays the national anthem. And what does he get in return? Three, four, five selfish little girls that don't even deserve to be standing on American soil, much less at soccer field. It's disgusting. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to shut up, and I'm going to play this out because this man deserves to be heard, for those of you that have not heard it. Apparently, this this tournament was called the the send off tournament or something, which I, I felt like is very appropriate because what we should have done immediately is put those little girls on a ship and send them off. 
Just send them a so, so send them send them to, to Afghanistan. Send them to Pakistan. Send them to Saudi Arabia. Well, if we're nice, we'll send them to Saudi Arabia. Let them live life under those regimes for a little bit. See how much they hate America then. It's ridiculous. And here we are coming up on the Olympics. And the fact that we're sending transgender people are the least of our concerns. We should be more worried about the people we're sending over there that's going to kneel and turn their back on our national anthem on a world stage. That's much more than an Olympic competition. It's much more than a 100-meter dash. It's, it's much more than... Uh, any 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 sort of of um, any sort of competition that's played at the Olympics. It's 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 more than the Olympics itself. Just like we talk about with politicians and especially presidents and how they present themselves in front of other world leaders in front of other countries. These Olympians send a message to these other countries as well, to their leaders and their citizens. And that message is going to be, man, look how rough America's got it. Look, they, look at America. They're in shambles. First of all, the media's hyped that up to oblivion. So they go, you, got, you got Americans attacking the the. The, the national capital, Washington, D.C., trying to kill lawmakers and politicians. And even in the Olympics, they can't stand for the national anthem. What does that do for our standing in the world? Especially when we've got one of the weakest presidents, if not the weakest president, we've seen in our lifetime. Or ever. What does that do for us? Definitely doesn't do us any favors. It's much bigger than a game. It's much bigger than soccer. It's much bigger than football or the Olympics. It has international, global implications for us as a country. And some of y'all may disagree with that, but you'll see. I mean, this, this kind of stuff changes things. Optics are important when on the global stage. Whether it's for your competition or it's for foreign policy or what we do as a country. Because guess what? We're in a pretty vulnerable position right now. Another hacking situation coming out of Russia. Just found that out today. We look weak. And it's only going to get worse. Now, where, where did all this start? This started with uh, at least for the most part, and I, I think most of us would agree this is where we all started noticing it, was with Colin Kaepernick, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers, sometime around 2016, uh, he started sitting for the national anthem, and people were like, oh my God, what is he doing? It was baffling. And, and, and you know, and we go back in the past, okay, and we see things like, during the Vietnam War, a lot of disrespect towards America, and, and not all of that 
was, I was going to say unfounded, not the disrespect towards America, but the disrespect towards the decisions that were made for our military. A lot of people felt disenfranchised, especially those that were drafted and sent overseas. Although uh, John Kerry, who threw his purple heart over the fence of the White House, I don't give him a pass. I think that was despicable. Um, but Colin Kaepernick, back in 2016, he tried to explain, and this has evolved. I don't know if evolved is the right term, but it's changed over time. His reason for doing it and the meaning behind it. This is what Colin Kaepernick initially said when he was first asked about why he is sitting and not uh, standing for the national anthem. What are you trying to accomplish? What would you like this to be the end game for you? Uh, That's basically. Um, I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people, you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust. People aren't being held accountable for. And that's something that needs to change. That's something that, you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all. And it's not happening for all right now. Is this something that's evolved as a philosophy in your mind? And how has this kind of progressed that you make a stand like this? It's something that I've seen, I've felt, um, wasn't quite sure how to deal with uh, originally. And it is something that's evolved. It's something as I've gained more knowledge about know what's going on in this country in the past what's going on currently uh, these aren't new situations this isn't new ground it's things that have gone on in this country for years and years and have never been addressed and they need to be will you continue, will you continue Colin, to sit will you continue to sit yes I'll continue to sit I'm going to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed uh, to me this is something that has to change and when there's significant change, and I feel like that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, and this country is representing people the way that it's supposed to, I'll stand. Now, this is where it started, and, and I want you to remember where it went in the, in the days following as, as this stuff started to affect Colin Kaepernick's career and uh, the fact that he couldn't get back in the league. Uh, this was a contributing factor. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he sunk as a football player and got lucky one year and had a good team, but we, we don't need to get into that part of it. It evolved into him saving face by saying, I'm not disrespecting the flag or the country or the military. I'm just trying to, to bring awareness. Bring awareness. Yeah, how, how often do we have to bring awareness to stuff? I mean, how much does that really help? When it comes to especially issues that are well-known. We're going to wear a ribbon. We're going to run a 5K for awareness. Is it really bringing that much awareness? Is there nothing more constructive we could do? Is there nothing more constructive Colin Kaepernick could have done? Because all this did was cause division and more hatred. To attack something, to disrespect something that so many people, especially a majority of your fan base... To attack something that they love so much, a deep love, a deep respect, to disrespect that, that's that's how you're going to bring awareness? It's insane. It's absolutely ridiculous to think you're going to create any kind of change, no matter how unfounded that is, 
by disrespecting what people love the most. What would you like to see change in order for you to stand? There's a lot of things that need to change. Uh, one, one specifically is police brutality. There's people being murdered unjustly and not being held accountable. Cops are getting paid leave for killing people. That's not right. That and here's the narrative that, you know, cops are relentlessly murdering innocent people and not getting in trouble for it. Re really? Are you serious, Clark? That's not right by anyone's standards. Colin, so many people see the flag as kind of a symbol of military. How do you view it, and, and what do you say to those people? Uh, you know, I have great respect for men and women that have fought for this country. I have family. I have friends that have gone and fought. No, you don't. No, no you don't. I, I've had enough of that. Anyway, the point of that was to show you where this started. And it bled into the situation that we're talking about with the soccer team in the Olympics. You're going to another country on a world stage, and you're disrespecting your own flag. And the optics of that are absolutely awful. Take Baltimore and uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who played over in England. Um, two, three years ago, and the Ravens, who were full of plenty of woke football superstars, decided they wanted to go out of the country and disrespect our flag in front of the entire world. And it's not even the act of kneeling. It's the meaning behind it. The meaning that you've told us what it is. It is, in fact, to disrespect the flag. And it was always it was always entertaining to me to, to hear these people say, oh, it's not to disrespect the flag or the country. It's to bring awareness. <laughs> no, it's, it's disrespect. You're telling us that because of these things that are happening... You place them, you place that blame on the country, and so that's why you're given the disrespect. That's why you're kneeling. That's why you're turning your back. Because you don't like the way this country operates. Because you've created, or someone has created for you, this false narrative that this country does all these awful things. As I stated on yesterday's podcast, and if you didn't watch it, I encourage you to go back and watch it. Why do liberals hate America? This country has made great strides in every aspect of life, more so than any other country in history. On the environment, on civil rights, on prosperity, and people becoming successful, nobody's done it as good as America. On diversity, think about the diversity of this country compared to others. 
No one's more diverse than this country. Yet, here we are being told we're the biggest purveyors of racism because our system is set up that way. Nobody's better than this country in any of those aspects. Stained history, yes. Got more work to do, yes. But have we made strides, tremendous strides, that nobody ever could have predicted in this short amount of time? Not a chance that anybody has come close. So as these football players are over in the UK disrespecting our flag, it is important to note, as you saw, once the UK anthem was playing, they stood up and showed their respects. And that's exactly what will happen in Tokyo at the Olympics. Those who kneel, those who refuse to stand, will in fact stand for the opposing team's anthem. Because they don't want to disrespect the other country. You don't want to do that. That's mean. That's hateful. It's like spitting in their face. Why would we do that? Why just spit in my own people's face? I'm always reminded of the clip from... And I don't know that this was the Olympics. I don't remember the setting. But you remember the guy, Usain Bolt. He was like the fastest man on the planet. He he ran for uh, Jamaica, right? And he's standing out there talking to a reporter, I guess maybe after his race or before his race. I, I don't really know. And he's asked some questions. And they're going on, doing their interview, and then the American... Uh, the U.S. national anthem starts playing in the background, and this right here is what happened. Oh, lo que pocos consiguen, amazing, incredible, awesome. We should invent new words to talk about you. Help us. Well, uh, I wouldn't say a new word. Lightning bolt is good enough for me. Uh, it was all about business today. I came out to defend my title, and that's what I did. You came here to right. be a legend. You are already a legend. Could we cut the interview? Is it live? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, las dance. Ah, sorry, sorry. El, el, perdón, el himno nacional. We're getting more respect from athletes of Jamaica of our national anthem than our very own competitors. That should make you sick to your stomach. That we have so many in this country that hate America. And don't get me wrong, it's not the majority it's 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 really if we're going to put it in perspective it's not that many but it is in fact too many and i encourage you guys as i try to leave you with something at each uh, at the end of each of these podcasts i encourage you guys as i've done many times to teach your kids and your grandkids about the respect that this country and especially the flag deserves not just because of what it should mean to them, but what it means to others. 
what it means to the people that bled for the flag, that died for the flag, what it means for their family members. If you're a veteran or you're in the armed forces, it's going to be much easier for you to convey that message to the kids. If you're not, you still have the ability to. I've done it with mine. I know you can do it with yours. And I encourage you to double down on that. Make it a regular conversation. And make sure these next generations don't end up like this current younger generation. Disrespectful, spoiled brats. We don't need another round of that. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank y'all so much for hanging out. Make sure you like, you comment, you share. Get the word out about this show as we continue to move in the right direction. We love you a long time. And until next time, see you, cuz.